Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. That was probably the most smooth intro we've done in quite a while. I didn't mess up my words. Your timing on your dad <laughs> joke was perfect. So. Well, and you just ruined it by bringing up how smooth it was. So there you go. Good job. No, I'm just I kidding. Didn't, I didn't ruin anything. When you get an A on when you get an A on a paper at school, talking about the A doesn't the teacher doesn't rip it out of your hands. And go B minus. <laughs> it's a butthead teacher, maybe. That's a pretty bad teacher. <laughs> what kind of weirdo teacher? Fair. What kind of weird school did you go to? <laughs> uh, a one in the middle of nowhere. That's true. You did tell me stories about you really did go to a small school. I did not, so that's very true. There's too many Indeed. people for a teacher to do that at our big, our huge schools because they get caught too quickly. Welcome in, everyone. I see people piling in on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you for joining us live. It always helps to have a live audience in both formats. So thank you guys for tuning in on Tuesday evenings. For all of you listening on the podcast forums, thank you guys again for helping like do ratings on Apple and favorites episodes and shows on Spotify and things like that. Sharing out links helps. I've noticed a bump on the podcast forums over the last few weeks. Nothing huge, but like a steady increase. Super helpful. Thank you guys for doing that, just for continued listening. Every time you listen for more than like 30 seconds at a time on a podcast, on any podcast, it does help like push other po- that podcast to other people on their algorithm, like on Spotify. I don't know about, I don't know about Google podcasts and stuff like that, but Apple it does and definitely does with Spotify, not 100%. So just something to keep in mind for all the podcasts you listen to, no matter what they are. For those who are unaware, um, there is so much going on with tours and festivals and announcements that I'm fully aware that I will not be able to cover everything. I cannot keep up. That's awesome. That is a good thing, but I will try to cover as many as I can later. But I'll but just keep in mind, no matter what, we're going to miss some. So if you notice some that we're, when we're going through them at that point in the podcast and in the chat, if you're on YouTube or Twitch right now live, just shout out the name. I'll try to look up info on it, but I have a decent amount already. Unless it's a trash band, I don't care if Theory is going out on tour. Um, unless it's to warn people. Is that fair? Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is not no longer a rock band, but Gretchen did say this. We'll start off with this one. What Gretchen uh-huh. told me that there is a band that is doing their tour, their rescheduled big tour, and they're taking over the venue that your favorite band would have played at. It's dead. I'm just, I don't uh, even want to talk about that date in general. I'm so upset by everything. So Maroon 5, is it still with Megan Trainer? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, it was going to be Maroon 5 and Megan Trainor. Well, Maroon 5 re-announced their rescheduled tour for 2022 or 2021. And instead, and Shinedown usually plays at the same place on the East Coast. Yeah. But nope, Maroon 5 <laughs> called dibs first. Rude. Uh, big, time. big time rude. But uh, little did you know, I bought us tickets uh, since you fly in that day. So that's where we're going to go first. Um <laughs> That's yeah. gonna, that's gonna be quick. That's gonna be quick. All my stuff in the back of your car. Hmm. All right. Well. Yep. Hope they don't mind me oh, bringing a d- suitcase in. <laughs> I, um, I I applied for both of us to have uh, photo passes. Oh, you applied for my name too, huh? I did. Got I did. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh huh. By the way, before we get to the first news story. 
Gretchen and I are going to see Shinedown at a festival, hopefully, if we get approved anyway. So Gretchen will get her Shinedown fill that week. That is true. Yes. I still... I still say that it's I still not enough. <laughs> no, it's not. It's shine down. It's never enough. Uh huh. I understand your favorite. I understand. So yeah, this first topic is going to be extremely brief because I don't want to address it more than the amount of time I'm going to invest discussing this and all. Yesterday on Twitter, it broke. Or not on Twitter, but just all over it broke. But I saw it on Twitter that Kid Rock was caught on camera, drunk at his bar in Tennessee, saying homophobic slurs and using his middle finger and calling everyone a homophobic slur. I don't care if you love Kid Rock. I don't care if you think he really is a masterful musician. I don't care if Devil Without a Cause really is one of the greatest albums in your discography. Mm -hmm. I don't care. He is a trash human being. He has repeatedly said that. Go back and listen to some of the lyrics about him talking about underage women and stuff like that. Go now listen to stuff like this. I don't care what you think about his music. I don't care that you love him as a live entertainer. I don't care that he offers cheap beer at all his concerts because he doesn't like to overprice things. Maybe that's because he wants everyone drunk so they don't realize how much of a scumbag and bad singer he is. Also, I'd question what kind of beer he's serving if he's going to make it cheap. Well, that's always been his thing. It yeah. doesn't matter to me what side of poli the political stance you're on. This is not political at all. Look at all the things he's said and done. Look at the things he continues to do. He's in his 50s. This is how he, he acts. It's not 20 years ago when he was finally getting on the scene and he finally broke free and MTV was playing him nonstop. Okay. It's finally time to acknowledge that he is a trash human being. He does not have morals. He panders to the South and pretends to be one of them, even though he's a very, he came from a very well-off family in Michigan. He waves the Confederate flag knowing he's capitalizing on other people's area and mentality, even though he has nothing to do with it. He has scammed everyone. He has used other people's music to make himself famous. He does not have original ideas. There is nothing about him worth any redeeming qualities. He is not a musician. He is an entertainer. And you know what? So are clowns at a circus. But at least clowns at a circus don't hurt people. Well, emotionally they hurt me, but... Kid Rock is awful, and I would take a clown at a circus much faster than Kid Rock. Fair point. Also, um, Mad Tom, uh, did he really have a song in Osmosis Jones? Because that's upsetting. Yes, he did. He did? He was also a part of um, Joe Dirt. And he played him. I knew that. He pretty much played himself. The skis bag idiot hitting on a girl in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I, they, they didn't even need to give him a fake name. They could just say, hey, Kid Rock, be yourself on camera. All right. So. You know what? I don't care if Kid Rock fans are all up in arms. It doesn't bother me. When I made that Regretting the Past video years ago and got legitimate death threats from Kid Rock's diehard fan base, mm -hmm. most of which were poorly spelled and only could comment about how I looked, it has no effect on me. Kid Rock is not worth anything. Move on. His new music will not be this amazing bring back rock 
type of music. It's going to be trash, just like so much of the other stuff he's done in the past 20 years. And him being homophobic, it's not even him being homophobic. He hates speech. He does not care about people. He openly says stuff like that. You think this is the first time he said that word? Come on now. Get out of here. This was not a one-time deal. This was not his first oopsie. He does that stuff all the time. Kid Rock's not worth it. So, don't listen to Kid Rock. And that's really all I'm going to say about that. I'm sorry I had to get so serious, but I know people were asking. And I really, really, really don't want to have to keep talking about him. And I told Gretchen ahead of time, I was going to try to keep this as short as possible. Without making a big thing. The video is online. If you want to watch it on Loudwire, it's exactly how I described it. It's not worth it. It's not. Just forget it. Sorry for bringing the mood down. Sorry for making it a bummer for everyone to start the podcast. But you know what? This was, it was just time. It has to be addressed. So. Moving on, thankfully. A happier topic, and I know one that Gretchen is very happy about. Mm-hmm. Billboard last week celebrated its 40th anniversary, including the Billboard mainstream rock charts. With that, Billboard did the research, went around, not just opinions, but actually did the math, the stats, and saw and ranked what the top 10 songs of all Billboard's history were and top 10 Billboard bands in mainstream rock. So... Gretchen, yes. I give you the choice. Would you like to go through the songs or the bands first? We'll go through songs first. Songs first? That's absolutely fine. I'm going to share my screen with everybody. If you're on the podcast, don't worry. I'll be reading them out aloud so that way you're not missing anything. But I want to make sure the presentation is right for this. Ta-da. Where'd you go? And I also need to get my picture up so that way you guys can't see the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Ta-da. Sorry, I'm stalling because I didn't have the picture size rise up. Okay. As I share my screen, bam. And then get the center screen going. So this is, according to Billboard, the top 10 ranked songs in the history of the Billboard mainstream rock chart. And as you can see, I have many tabs open. And on screen, it's just Twitter where I shared it out. This was announced a few days ago. However, I have to say, this list impressed me. And I'm on the artist one. Oops, I got to go to the songs one. I didn't show them, though, so I'm okay. So, you know what? I showed it for a second on the songs, but that's okay. I did not show the bands. So, there we go. Just a blink. So, the greatest of all time mainstream rock songs, their 40th anniversary. They went back, see how many weeks each number one song was at, all that stuff. Coming in at number 10 of the greatest of all time mainstream rock songs for Billboard, Fake It by Seether. Any thoughts? <laughs> a generic Seether song. Yeah. It's not, it's, I, so you know, Gretchen, I played the foghorn and, oh, you know, I, cannot hear it. I know I'll call it what I say just for this one, but you know, like, uh, come on, this is, this one really was all over. I do remember that, yeah. but I just don't get why. 
Why was Wait, this? I'm trying either to remember. Song? I think I know this one. Da, 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 da. Isn't that how so it goes, none of guys? us know none of us know the lyrics. We just know the actual tune of it. Because I was about it. to say, I think I, I I was about to say I thought it was that one, but I'm sitting there going like I don't know the actual lyrics to it. I'm angsty and alone, and no one understands me. Fake it. Isn't that Seether? Sounds like Seether. Wow, I'm probably close. Isn't that sad? <laughs> I'm probably close. Yes, very, uh, very on generic. Twitch, this song was the number 10 of the last 40 years mainstream rock songs. That is correct. Ranked by Billboard. That's pretty rough. So, moving on. Oh, hang on, guys. Let me get the right chat going. Live chat, not just top chat. There we go. So I make sure I get all your responses as I show each song. By the way, <laughs> if you're looking online right now, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, I have a nice little picture of Shinedown I took. So Gretchen will be happy with her so she can see something e. if she's watching online. That's a picture e. I took in 2019. Coming in at number nine on Billboard's Mainstream Rock's top ten songs of all time on Billboard charts. U2, Angel of Harlem. I was not expecting this. I, I could have seen U2, don't get me wrong. I was just not expecting yeah. this song. I don't think I even know this one. I feel like maybe I do, but it's again one of those things where it's like, I didn't know that's what, what it was called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I would have said, like, other U2 songs would have been on there. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Fine. Totally get it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Angel of Harlem was a shock. But I have no problem with U2 being on this list considering 40 years. Right. And U2, you know, come on. So take that for what it's worth. I'm, it's interesting. Yeah, someone just said on Twitch as well, interesting. Yeah, that really is kind of it. It's interesting, you know. Harmless too. Not in a bad way, harmless. Not boring. Just interesting that that's the one that's on there. So you know what? I can. I'm happy with that. Number eight, greatest of all time mainstream rock songs on Billboard. Three Days Grace with Chalk Outline. This one's interesting, also for different reasons, because this was the last real um, hit that Adam had while a part of Three Days Grace before he left the band. Like, I mean, if you're going to throw Three Days Grace on there, I don't understand this one. And I actually, I'm. this is probably one of the better half of the Three Days Grace songs I've heard, in my opinion. But even I could say, eh. I, I, don't, I would mm -hmm. not say top eight, number eight of all time. No. So. Also, someone just said on YouTube chat, I would expect Beautiful Day or Vertigo or something. Yeah, I, I get that too for you too, but it's what mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, Beautiful Day for sure. Yeah, but... Chalk Outline, number eight. And again, that was um, off that album, the last one with Adam. Like, that song broke very shortly after that album dropped. Adam was gone. So, take that for what it's worth. But Three Days Grace, Darlings of Billboard Mainstream Rock. Such darlings that on the number seven entry is also Three Days Grace with the song break. <laughs> Couldn't have made that up if I tried, guys. Could not have made that up. I was about to say twice. I feel like for something like this, you should only allow one, like you would, one song per band. Like you would think that, but again, like this isn't just like favorites or preference. Like they actually did stats, like how long each song yeah. was that that week, and are on the top ten, and how long they reigned at number one and stuff like that. So there is some math to it. Yeah. So I get that. But that does not make I, just don't, I like it. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get these two songs. I, I thought they had way more popular ones that were mm. around. Yeah, especially with Adam's tenure. Yeah. Back in the 2000s. Back, I, can, I would agree with that, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's, 
Again, yeah, they, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Mad Tom uh, in Twitch said, uh, understand, I hate everything about you. That would have been my guess. Yeah. I mean, that's like, talk about putting him on the map too. Yeah. That would have been the one that I would have thought would have put him up there. But then again, that was like one of their first, if not their first. So I can understand why that wasn't at its number one as long. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah. Someone else said animal that I have become. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. Remedy for Seether. Uh, that's something. But yeah, these are the songs, guys. Coming at number six. Three Doors Down with Loser. Now, I can't stress enough how big of a deal The Better Life was back in 2000. Mm -hmm. This song was everywhere after Kryptonite. This was the second single the guys I ever had after Kryptonite. And Kryptonite was everywhere. I would have banked money on Kryptonite being the number on this list instead of Loser. Nope. Loser was that. Loser had that long of a reign at number one months and months and months so mm. <laughs> and by, by the way this is three doors down at their best too take that for what it's worth i don't despise three doors down i get some people laugh at them now there there's it's vanilla ice cream that's warm and not even the good kind it's like the store brand that has the freezer Ew. burn yeah why'd you have to say it was warm i i'm just how would you describe three doors down Blech. that sounds pretty apt for how i described it doesn't it you didn't you didn't have to ruin vanilla ice cream though i like vanilla ice yeah, cream. well you're gonna have a cold so it won't be ruined oh fair yeah, and some people are saying to YouTube, yeah, Kryptonite would at least make more sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> over 20 weeks, or 20 weeks, or over 20 weeks, whatever it was, yeah. And wow. they, and like that's a big factor in how long it was at number one, how many weeks on the chart total, how many weeks in the top 10, stuff like that. These are all factors. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three Doors Down with Loser. Again, this song was a big deal, but not nearly as big of a deal as number five. Higher by Creed. A song still played at... Say what you want about Creed, guys. Say what you want about uh, Human Clay. The song Higher is still played at sporting events on commercials and stuff. This is harmless Creed, guys. I was going to say, I genuinely like that song. This song, I remember this being the leadoff single before Human Clay came out when I was, oh... Seventh grade, sixth grade, whatever it was, and like and they did a baby, and there was, was like VH1 behind the uh, music on Creed when the album came out or right after the album came out. Guys, this song was everywhere. There's a reason why this album sold massively, and this is a big part of it. Big it came out ninety nine. Yes, ninety nine. I oh, was in fourth grade. Over twenty years ago. Yeah. Wait, no, I was in fifth grade. Never mind, fifth grade. Yeah, the song was everywhere in the year 2000. Oh, no. Pop radio was playing it. Like, Top 40 and Pop Stations were playing it on on loop. The song and, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Other Side were played at nauseum over and over again that summer. And oddly enough, because this album came out this September before. Mm -hmm. I remember, it, or not, I don't know if September, but it came out in, like, fall of 99. I remember that. So. Mm. I can't 
argue this being on the list. I know a lot of people like to make fun of Creed. I know I have. I'm not going to make fun of this song. <laughs> it's fine. It's not that bad. It's really not. Yeah. So I feel like I want to say that was like one of my first introductions mm-hmm. to the genre. Sure. Um, I think it was my dad's CD and I played it's so much oh, so on my weird. little CD player, yeah. my little portable one that would skip all the time. Um, so like that song to me is a little bit of a nostalgic thing. So yeah, and if you're gonna it, have nostalgia for this one, this one's harmless to have nostalgia. I was for. about to say, Come I on. will, I will always kind of like that song. Yeah, my thing about Creed, there's plenty of Creed to make fun of. This song's not one of them. Come on, yeah, now. plenty of Creed to make fun of. This song is not one of them. So. In the top five now of all time for Billboard Rock Mainstream Rock songs, number four, Nickelback, How You Remind Me. And this is where it gets a little gritty for me because this was the jumping off point for Nickelback for me when Chad really talked in interviews and talked about how he figured out the radio format and shaped all his songs around it. This is not the worst Nickelback song by a long shot. Not even close. If anything, this is the second most memed song behind Photograph for Nickelback. And I'm glad it is this song over Photograph. Hey, I now s- that I think about it, because like when, when I first saw this list, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. But now that you mentioned Photograph, I'm like, wait, how is it not that? I remember this song being really big back then, too. Again, like with it was, I want to say 2002. Again, Nickelback did not have the stigma then. Right. So that was also a big part of it. I remember when this album came out, though, like they were really pushing it hard on radio and stuff. So again, this is not terrible for Nickelback by any means. The bad Nickelback would come in droves after that. But guys, I at least get this one too. So I was in high it's school. It's showing 2001. So. Oh, 2001. Excuse me. I thought I said 2002. 2001. 2001. Wow. That's right, because you remember what day this album came out on? Yeah. For those who That's are not aware, for those who are not aware, Nickelback's Silver Side Up, featuring this song, came out on 9-11, September 11th, 2001. Mm. Nickelback released an album on 9-11. I mean... Like I said on the Regretting the Past video years ago, I'm okay with people making jokes, but play a little bit nice on this one nothing too far so moving on number three you two again with mysterious ways Hmm. i understand that one more than angel of harlem right but i still don't know if that would be the u2 pick but there's math behind it there actually is stats behind it so it's not like just pick people picking you know Otherwise, this is a weird smattering they've got going on. It is. If no they're just picking. Argue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it would be. I'd be, yeah, someone else just said, this U2 song makes way more sense. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Over Angel of Harlem, absolutely. So, yeah. Number two, Stone Temple Pilots with Interstate Love Song. Totally fine with that. I get it. Yeah. I get it. That was that at like right near the tail end of grunge before alternative, mm-hmm. the alternative explosion. Yeah. 
Interstate Love Song gets that nod. I totally am fine yeah. with that. So, Scott Weiland, rest in peace. Don't really have anything else much to say about that one. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. I mean, Interstate Love Song is probably, or might be my favorite Stone Temple Pilots song. They're favorite of the heavier stuff they did. And people are saying, yeah, great, wow, pleasant surprise. Buy that at number two. I heartily approve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone seems to be hard, hard agreement on both YouTube and Twitch. I agree too. You're not going to argue this one with me. So, or you're not going to get an argument out of this one for me. Mm -hmm. And number one, many people may not know, but I wholeheartedly agree with, and this made me happy to see. The number one song of all time on Billboard's mainstream rock chart, 40 Years of History, Touch, Peel, and Stand by Days of the New. Now, I had to send this to Gretchen because she was unfamiliar. I was about to say, I did not know. Right. Well, this was 1997. This was 1997. I was so young. I had to go back in time when I first started, too, because I didn't hear about this band until like 99, 2000. This is post the true definition of post-grunge. Not Godsmack. Mm-hmm. Not other stuff. This is like post-grunge where you could have planted this deep in the days of Pearl Jam and Nirvana and everyone would have still been okay with this one. Mm-hmm. Days of the New, massive amount of talent, and it was wasted, unfortunately. I'll get to that in a second about Days of the New. Touch, Peel, and Stand is worth seeking out. It's that perfect example of a song that... You've definitely heard. You just don't remember the name of. Yes. (laughs) That exact definition. I did an all-time favorite video years ago on this debut album, Days of the New. Fun fact. When this song, Touch, Peel, and Stand, was recorded, the lead singer, Travis Meeks, was only 17. Mm. And when you hear the song and realize how deep of a voice this kid has and how good he can play the guitar, you're like, holy crap, I wasn't doing that at 17. Tragic story behind the man as time went on. Fame and money and drugs and all that. Days of the New, number one, though. And I wholeheartedly agree. It was in the top ten, top 40 for over a year, if I'm correct, on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was number one for quite a while. It was one of three songs on that debut album to reach number one on the Mainstream Rock chart. But this one, the debut song, the first single they ever had, was mm-hmm. just number one with a bullet. And they still play this one all over. Sporting events is the one I was number because they would play them at blues games and stuff like that. Also, a fun fact, the, guys, think about this. The number one mainstream rock song of all time, 40 years, has no electric guitars on it. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's interesting. That's two acoustic guitars, bass, and drums. Impressive. Yeah. They stood out in all great way and they nailed it with that someone just said on youtube this is quintessential 90s rock i absolutely agree yeah yeah i was all over radio in st louis i remember going to florida when i was younger too like around that time and they would play it in florida too so it wasn't just local thing this is a band from indiana so it's considered classic rock i mean yeah it's over 20 years old so played on the 90s stations and stuff like that I'm fine with this one being number one, but you guys know I'm biased about it. If I gave, if I could assign you all homework, it would be listen to Touch, Peel, and Stand by Days of the New. Just the song. More bonus points if you want to listen to the whole album. It's great. The guitar work alone is beautiful, but yeah. So that's the top 10 mainstream rock songs of all time. Any thoughts before we go to the bands, Gretchen? 
it's it's just interesting. There's someone there that I would not have expected. I agree. I or would, like I would have expected maybe the band, but not necessarily the song. Okay. Um, like three doors down, I don't remember. Loser. This I don't remember this song. Um, right. But I remember uh, what Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Yeah, the song before it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I would have expected instead. Sure. Um, just because it was used everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nickelback, How You Remind Me. Yeah, I see that one, but I also would have expected, like, if you're going to have Three Days Grace up there twice or twice. you two up there twice, you know, I expect Photograph to yeah. be up there because that was played everywhere. Everyone made fun of it, mm-hmm. but it was still played everywhere. That was number one for four weeks, if I'm correct. And I also want to say... Further proof, I've I've been singing this song for years, guys. Three Days Grace are darlings of Billboard. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love them. So And radio, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah, just FM radio. They're safe. They have the same song time lengths almost every time, you know. But, so. like, you know, if Three Days Grace is going to be up there, I definitely expected to. I mean, if they're going to be up there twice, I expected two completely different songs, yeah, not those yeah, two. Yeah, very fair. So, Let's move on to the top 10 Billboard bands of all time. This is an interesting one. So, as it flashed on screen, spoil the surprise a little bit. These are the top 10. I can't do it without the photo, so I couldn't help that, unfortunately. The greatest (laughs) of all time mainstream rock artists for Billboard. 40 years of history. These are the bands. Number 10... Metallica. Now, I'm going to wait a second for all the Metallica fans to stop stamping their feet and having hissy fits. Because I know as soon as they see that, they're going to be upset they're only number 10. There's been lamps and bottles thrown at walls as soon as they hear this. Oh, oh dear. Keep in I mind. I mean, hey, they're in the top 10. <laughs> keep in mind, they were on metal charts, too. This is for mainstream rock. They Fair. weren't always on the mainstream rock charts, especially in the 80s. So... That keep that in mind. They really started charting on the night during the nineties. So and then from then on as well. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. There's a big reason why they're number ten for that alone. So yeah. I see what already in the chat. Mm-hmm. Tom Randall's uh improvising billboard imprisoning me that I see music chart metrics. Yeah. So that's why Metallica's number ten. However, there are some interesting choices on here. Number nine, Foo Fighters. Can't argue it. I can see that. They've had a lot of hits. They'll continue to have a lot of hits. Any thoughts on that, Gretchen? Um, I think my thoughts will come when the whole list is shown. Fair. You got it. See, I mean, <laughs> Foo Fighters were making hits from their debut after Nirvana was done right. and Dave Grohl. So no matter what they're going to put out, they'll always get some attention. But at least... Well, and that's where my thoughts come from is like, sure. really? Only number nine? Mm-hmm. So. And I would have thought they'd be a little higher too because this is like... But then again, just like Metallica, Foo Fighters chart a lot on the alternative charts. Mm. So there's a little bit of that too. Gotcha. So take that for what it's worth. But I would have said higher also, if not for that little caveat. Yeah. Just like Metallica for the metal char- for metal, not having all their stuff in the charts. Foo Fighters charted mm-hmm. on other charts for alternative. So it is a little bit different. But that's why. Right. Number eight, greatest of all time mainstream rock artist chart on the chart. 
Seether. See, there, there come the thoughts. Foo Fighters need to be above Seether. I agree. And the fact, again, just like Three Days Grace, Radio loves Seether. That's because it sounds them. the same. It's safe, you know. It's background noise. The more it goes on, but they were such a big deal when they first broke out, and nothing's changed. And that's what mainstream rock radio loves now. Mm-hmm. You think about how many hit songs they've had on oh, the radio yeah. and how much they get played. Yeah. See, they're above Foo Fighters and Metallica. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I'll just let that sink in. I see someone booing. Someone gasped. Podcast. And yeah, and someone said very poetically on the YouTube, I believe this is the other one. Radio never stops playing them. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, Bruce and Bloody is still hammered on radio right now. So, and the thing is, you can always tell it's a Seether song because they always sound the yeah, same. You just can't so tell similar. which Seether song it is. So similar. So similar. So, number seven, Five Finger Death Punch. I'm going to refrain from saying anything. You can have thoughts. You know, I won't quiet you on that. I'll give my thoughts really quick. See, if this was early Five Finger Death Punch, I would at least get it. Mm hmm. Because I stopped being a fan after a while. But, yeah. again, much like other bands, radio will continue to play them no matter what the song. Or no matter what the single. Yeah. They will and, not play and, every And song. they will, which is, which is impressive. Um, sometimes I feel like Five Finger Death Punch isn't as radio friendly. Um, even with their singles, but... The thing is, though, like in the mid and late two. 2010s they were cover song crazy yeah and those and that, are safe. that gave them a huge boost those are safe so i think that's a big part of the reason why and to be fair i still i still defend uh their cover songs even that one that you really don't like there's a few that i really don't like which one oh god which one was it it Gone was away I, I, I think it was that all Ugh. I remember was you and I had just started like talking mm-hmm. and I tagged you in a video that yeah. I took at a concert. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Thought that was kind of funny. I was gonna say that the offspring doesn't deserve this, but then the offspring released their album this year. I'm like, eh. like yeah, go back on that now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's still awful. But I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I still enjoy it. Also, that's right. Five Finger Death Punch over Metallica and Foo Fighters. That'll go over well. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to number six, greatest rock bands on Billboard history. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. My dad would be happy about this. Oh, yeah. My mom would be, too. So, Got to keep in mind, this list goes back 40 years. Yeah. And... In the 2010s is when really the same artists kept getting recycled over and over and getting all the number one spots. Back in the day, it wasn't the case. But Tom Petty sure earned it, though. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm fine with this one. You're not going to hear yeah. me argue. Someone else said my parents likely would like this, too. Five, someone on YouTube, five monster can chug. <laughs> well, I need an applause sound effect. That's what I'm missing in my sound effect. Five, five monster can chug. Get it, Gretchen? Because that's their fan base. <laughs> Gretchen, are you there? Did you hang up on me? 
You're talking to a member of their fan base. Not their typical fan base, but their fan base. Okay, fair enough. Fair mm. enough. So. Mm. Tom Hit Petty wrote a lot of hits. This one oh, I yeah. approve of. R.I.P. Tom Petty. Agreed with Tom Petty. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to see many um, anti-Tom Petty speeches or comments here. Oh, no. Going into the top five now. At number five, Disturbed. Because again, guys, they have twenty years of hits. I going like back the to the sick, going back to the sickness. They even had a couple hits off their twenty eighteen album, which did not sell nearly as well. But they had a couple hits on there too that reached in the top ten. I think they hit number one for a couple songs. I was about to say, I will. I, I know that wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. I still really enjoyed it. I but... did. I did not hate it by any means, but yeah, I didn't really care for it either. I'm like, I'm kind of like, it's it's okay. It's there. It's just there. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, But yeah, again, also the list is skewed for Disturbed on this one because when they did their cover, The Sound of Silence, every other song on Main Street Rock didn't matter for a couple months. That is true. They just didn't exist, guys. (laughs) So. Oh, that's an interesting comment. Five Finger Death Punch's Diet Disturbed. Uh... I have not heard that one before. I... Ah... no, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that comparison. No, I don't either. I don't. Yeah, that's a weird one. No, I don't. Like, I love me. both bands. I mean, I have a disturbed lyric tattooed on me, so obviously, I, I like disturbed. Would, yeah, um, I would hard disagree. But, but I also like Five Finger Death Punch. But I don't get yeah. that comparison. Yeah, someone just said, "I wonder how much of that was that cover." Yeah, I mean, that one. Yeah. was so that this that transcended mainstream rock that was played on top 40 stations you know yeah so it was played all over yeah so that's a big boost right there not just so number four greatest billboard rock bands of all time van halen Mm. so can't argue this one they had that many hits through the 80s through the 80s with two yeah. different singers. Say what you want yep. about which era of Van Halen you like. You like D- David Lee Roth or you like Sammy Hagar. Doesn't matter because mm-hmm. Billboard churned them out for both. Hits kept coming. Money kept coming in. Both versions did really well. Yeah, people are saying Van Halen well-deserved. I knew Van Halen would make it. Yeah. Yeah. Panama. Just someone just shouted. That's fine. That's fine. R.I.P. Eddie, absolutely. <laughs> Van Halen was the rock band of the 80s. Yeah, I can't argue yeah. that. I can't make that argument. So you know what? <laughs> Poor Gary Sharon. That is true. That was All that was not his fault. So. Apparently, Ivan is a Van Halen fan. He just came in and oh, right when we were talking about them. Ivan, are you a David Lee Roth fan or a Sammy Hagar fan? It's like I like them all. Okay, that's fair. Good answer. Good answer, Ivan. Good answer. You just want to <laughs> You just want to rock, Ivan. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Into the top three now. Ivan, with your permission, I'll go to, to number three. Okay. Three Days Grace. Ivan, are you walking away? Ivan? <laughs> Ivan? No, he's sniffing for a cookie, but he has lost interest. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's bored because it's not interesting. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, how many number ones this band had? They release a song, FM Radio rushes to play it. And they have a fan base still, even with, um, can never remember his name. 
Not Adam. Mm-hmm. Not Adam. Oh. Uh, the brother of, yeah. I don't remember either. There's Adam and then <laughs> there's so not. so bad. It is bad, too, because the, they're brothers now. There's Adam and then there's not Adam. But they is still that have, how he's labeled? That's how I'm going to remember it from now on. I, I, I don't see any better way. Someone in the chat will find out when as soon as it catches up. Matt, thank you. Matt Walst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt. So even with Matt, though, they had hits. Many hits. That went to number one. I mean, I enjoy Three Days Grace. I'm still, I still don't get the songs that were on the this, yeah, this top songs list. Gonna, but I was gonna say, I um, know they were on the record. Like they all, they they were tied with Van Halen for most number ones. I believe mm. someone just said on YouTube, fourteen number ones, the second most. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Billboard like will rush to play them all through the 2010s, early 2010s, even late 2000s. Just rush to play them. Yeah. So they're like, they're one of those bands where, like, I have to be in a mood. Like, all I want to listen to okay. are Three Days Grace songs. And even then, I, I understand people have that for bands too. I yeah. would, I could at least get that too with Adam, the earlier version. I just, I don't know. It's just me. I don't hate it by any means. I could just never get into the not Adam version, the version with Matt. So, Adam and not Adam. Yeah. So, <laughs> number two, Godsmack. come on come on they're not number one just like um yes that is good that they're not number one that is great that is a good positive spin just like with um disturbed when they got bumped up in the rankings because of the sound of silence well songs like unforgettable and bulletproof in 2018 from god's back that probably helped push their numbers up too Oh my God, they're still playing it on Sirius. It's like, stop it, please. Uh, Godsmack had moved to Florida to, no joke, the reasoning why they wanted to live around, around people that agreed with their pol- political beliefs more. Mm, Soli yeah. is a very conservative man. And he pretty much asked the band if they would move around there too to make music easier. Um, the rest of the band's like, why? Uh, I, when Godsmack really hit the scene in 99 with their self-title, I at least got it, you know? But over the years, like, they would try to change a little bit and then go drastically back to doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Ugh. Godspec's had mm-hmm. a lot of hits on Billboard. And they, again, they're, they sound edgy, but they're really not that type of thing. They sound tough and angry. They're really not. It's just antisocial, stay away, go away, keep away type music. It's perfect. It's perfect for teenagers and young twenty-year-olds. Perfect for it. So, yeah, that's right. Godsmack above Metallica and Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the world we live in, guys. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. And number one <laughs> with the most number one songs in Billboard rock history, and the reason why I use this photo. <laughs> Is <laughs> you all set? <laughs> is Ivan okay? Oh, I haven't left, but uh, I'm here. <laughs> Shine Down is Billboard's greatest rock band in 40 years of history. Now, keep in mind their music goes back to about 2004. A lot of hits, a lot of them. 
Yes. <laughs> and they've only charted and ranked on this chart, if I'm correct, when they have songs. And you know what? I get it. When you have that many number ones over years, and you can actually hear a difference in their songs. Yeah, that works. And I stand by, I was not a fan until Sound of Madness came out, but then after that, I was on board. And they keep churning them out. So. And someone just mm -hmm. said on chat, Shinedown is still my favorite live concert experience. Yeah. I'm oh my god, they are amazing live. I've seen Shinedown many times, not as many as Gretchen, but I've seen them many times over the years. There's only one time where I, saw, I went out of a concert going, that was... Mm -hmm. Only one time where I went, that was not their best. What was that? I was about to say, I remember you telling me about yeah. that experience, and it that was does not one. sound like that. It was a festival one, too. It was a weird one. But every other time, it's always 100% a spectacle. Mm -hmm. You know what? I have no argument for Shinedown. I kind of, and I get why, because they've had yeah. that many number ones, and they were never fluke number ones, where they were one number one for a week, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So... That's the Billboard list, everybody. Let me know in the comments on the YouTube page. Let me know on Twitter, whatever it is. Let's just be grateful it's not Godsmack. And do I think some bands should deserve higher spots than others? Sure, but it's also about which how many songs they had on the list. That's why I'm kind of yeah. surprised Van Halen wasn't higher than Godsmack and Three Days Grace mm -hmm. at that point, too. But whatever. Yeah. But yep, Shinedown and Days of the New get those two awards. Good for them. Yeah. I think it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Moving on from the Billboard talk. We spent a lot of time doing that. I apologize. But that was something unique. We're to go through. I'm trying to contain myself by the excitement of Shinedown. I know you are. <laughs> We're going to do this really quick now just to try to breeze through some of the other topics. We'll, do, we'll wrap up the Billboard stuff now. Just get it out of the way before we go through some festival stuff and a concert tour announcement stuff. As for the current top 10 and top three, because we do the top three, for the current Billboard Mainstream Rock Songs of the Week, coming in at number three, a band we just talked about, Seether with Bruised and Bloodied. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Coming in at number two, Bring Me the Horizon with Teardrops. I'm fine. I like that one. I'm fine with that. You got no argument from me. Not one bit. They're playing it. If you guys think they're playing it on FM... Tune into Sirius XM Octane. Listen mm -hmm. to how much they play this song. It's a lot. So Yeah. And coming in at number one, his first number one from the UK, Aaron Jones with the song Mercy. Oh. And he's gonna be on tour with Shinedown. Sure is. He'll be making festival appearances. For part as well. of I was about to say for part of their yep. recently announced tour. I loved his voice. Yep. You know what? I think I hope he's excited. He he's a younger guy. I hope he has a lot, a huge future ahead of him. He's going to be touring through the U.S. in the fall, doing the festival circuit as well. So you know what? Good for Aaron Jones. I'm totally fine with that. So yeah. that really works. You know what? Two out of three for the Billboard top three are good, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm fine with it, guys. And also, I want to say this: it, and, and two, the three songs all uniquely sound different. Yeah, that's something. That's something nice, also. Congrats to Aaron. Bring Me the Rise of Teardrops is a good song indeed. Fine with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty fair. So, moving on from that, uh, we'll do the... How do we want to do this? Okay. Let's do this first. For those who are unaware, um, Voragos is the concert festival experience that DWP has put out. This will be their foray into the concert cruise shenanigans. 
<laughs> and they announced their lineup last week after the after our podcast. This will be not competition, but like a much like Shiprocked. It takes place uh, on the cruise for Royal Caribbean going out of Miami. What's interesting about this is there will be performances on the cruise, but then there will be a full-day festival on a private island in Belize. So, the private island festival performance will be Rob Zombie, Chevelle, Blackstone Cherry, New Year's Day, Tetrarch, and Amigo the Devil. That's the actual on the beach. They put a huge stage on the beach. You can just have the whole day to do whatever. And then there's the performances. If you want to leave and go do excursions or just hang out in the water or go to the restaurants, do whatever you want, that's fine too. But that's headlined by Rob Zombie. And then on the boats, there will be several performances. I think every band plays twice with Mastodon, Blackstone Cherry, Tremonti, St. Asonia, Escape the Fate, New Year's Day, Fire from the Gods, Bad Omens, Jairus Johnson, Tetrarch, Dead, and more. Also featuring... Stand-up comedy by Jim Brewer, Big J Okerson, Shane Smith, Rachel Feinstein, and there's a ton of other stuff because it's <laughs> Cruise. I believe it's uh, five days, six nights. So, unique experience. Tickets are still available if you got the money or if you got friends that can all cram together. That's what a lot of these concert cruises are. Four people yeah. to a cabin, and then you just hang out out of the cabin. You're never really in the cabin unless you're too tired or it's time to sleep. There's so much stuff to do on the cruise, so... Along with that, another festival just got announced today or yesterday. I don't even remember which one because there's been so many. Rocklahoma is returning in September out of Oklahoma. <laughs> the headliners were dropped along with the full lineup. Headlined by Rob Zombie, Slipknot, and Limp Biscuit. Quite the year 2000 lineup with Slipknot being the one that's really been the most consistent. Rob Zombie, too, to be fair. And this is another one that Limp Bizkit's trying to push. Again, they keep threatening new music. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but along with Rocklahoma, well, I I labeled it correctly. <laughs> along with that, we have Chevelle, Hailstorm, Anthrax, Falling in Reverse, Phil Anselmo performing all the Pantera songs, Seven Dust, The Who, Motionless and White, Pop People, Bad Flower, Grandson, Jelly Roll, Candlebox, Andrew WK, and many more. Rocklahoma is also uh, one of the festivals that actually has a lot of local bands come play too. So give them credit for that. That will be on September 3rd, 4th, and 5th in prior Oklahoma, literally middle of nowhere. But that's a good thing for a festival. So that'll be for that. Someday we will be indeed be stampeded by those disco elephants. I don't even know if they remember the stupid name titles they were going to give that album. So, <sighs> so those are some festival announcements. Concert announcements. Judas Priest announced their rescheduled tour, which is great to hear. They will be performing on the road with Sabaton. All the tour dates have been posted on GetRock.net. Great to see Rob Halford and do, on the band doing all that again. Big tour coming this fall starting September, going all the way through the beginning of November. They will be also be playing festivals as well. I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Go Keep going as long as you can, Rob Halford. Architects have also announced a tour in the U.S. They will be coming here in the fall. Late fall, I should say. They'll be coming over in November and then playing for a month straight into December. But they will be going through all through the U.S., starting in Los Angeles, California, ending in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're going covering both sides of the both coasts, going to D.C., California, New York, Ohio, Arizona, you name it. So they'll be putting in some time, too, this, this almost winter. 
we have a lot of stuff to cover, finally. And I would be remiss if I did not point out that one final thing that has people talking as of today. Rob Zombie's not done directing. He's bringing to the screen his remade version of The Monsters. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> it's an adaptation, just like, did you ever see the Addams Family movie? Uh, which one? The, well, either Adam's Family movie and Adam's Family Values, either one. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, because that was, it's going to be the same concept. They took the TV series and made it a movie adaptation. And it was, the movies were great with Raul Julia and Christina Ricci mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, Christopher Lloyd. Well, Rob Zombie's doing the same with The Monsters. And that movie is going to come out. And here's the thing. We know that Jeff Daniel Phillips will be playing Herman Munster, and Rob Zombie's wife, Sherry Moon, will be Lily Munster. Because Sherry Moon will have a role in everything Rob Zombie does on film, no matter what. Mm -hmm. The movie will be an NBC Peacock original, but it might also open in theaters as well. That's undecided. Someone just said, Dragula better play in the trailers. I, you would hope <laughs> that's where the name comes from. So I think that's interesting. More info that as it develops, that's on revolver revolvermag.com on revolvers website. You can find more information about that. And I have to say there's a lot of cool stuff coming. One thing I do want to mention, Oh, there go all my windows. I hope I didn't lose connection with everyone. I think I'm okay. That's windows for you. <laughs> One cool thing I have to say is today marks the 22-year anniversary of Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication. Random how that worked out, because just today on Patreon, I posted my new video on comeback albums. And that video will be posted publicly on Thursday if you want to watch it early and support the channel. Hit me up on Patreon. You can find the links on all my socials. I have to say this, Californication for Red Hot Chili Peppers, that was they consider their big comeback album, because that's when they changed sound and conquered their demons and really hit it big. And again, and like in a generational band. Because their previous album, One Hot Minute, was seen as a disappointment by the band and the label. So, there are a lot of comeback albums out there. Hopefully you guys will tune in for that and on Thursday. And hopefully you share things out. Thank you guys again for hitting everything up on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you can. Gretchen posted a video today, if you'd like to talk about that, Gretchen. I think this is actually a very helpful topic. Oh, well, if you don't know what uh, my content is about, it's about uh, piercings and tattoos, typically. Mm -hmm. um, and I put out a video today, I'm um, just kind of talking about how to find the right tattoo artist for you and the work you want to get done. Correct. So when people ask, how do you find a tattoo, good tattoo artist, someone you can trust, this is the video that might give you some tips on how to find the right person and not find some, not find bob's tattoo and ice cream shop in the middle of nowhere oh man i want to get an ice cream cone while i get tattooed do you really yeah that's what i thought uh-huh maybe during maybe during a break in the session okay that's maybe. fair but normally it's not the same person <laughs> filling your soft serve that's cone true with that's one true. hand and the tattoo gun in the other so that is true yeah got me there so Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening on the podcast. We will be here for New Music Night on Sunday. I just want to throw up a little announcement too. If you were paying attention on YouTube and Twitch on the video feed, I have a little counter on Twitch now for when I show games and video and stuff like that. 
Once I get to a thousand followers on Twitch, I'll start streaming Rocksmith when I get a new base because my old base broke. And this will be a good motivation for me to get ready for base and then start playing live, taking requests, doing Rocksmith so that we can see me playing to song, real songs, you know, like not just the generic royalty-free stuff. So that'll be on Twitch once I get to a thousand followers on Twitch. So please share the link if you haven't already. Get some followers. I'm only 60 away. So it's not like I'm some crazy number away. I have 940. I'm trying to get to 1,000. But once I hit that, I'll start doing that on Wednesday nights. So that being said, thank you guys again. Please check out the video on Thursday. I'll post links everywhere and on Discord. And then we'll see you on Twitch for New Music Night this Sunday night. Might be pushed back an hour depending on schedules and stuff, but that's okay. Gretchen, is there anything mm. you would like to add, end with? Oh, I forgot to come up with some words of wisdom. <laughs> so I'm just... Uh, Wow. Oh, that's great. Don't need to laugh at me like that. I wasn't laughing at you. I just thought it was funny. You laughed at me. Well, we one thing we can end with is don't laugh at each other. Don't laugh at each other and be nice to people. Be kind to people unless people are assholes. That's true. And you know what? Gretchen's happy. You know why? Because Shinedown was ranked the number one band in Billboard history. Yeast. Billboard well Mainstream deserved. Rock History. So, if you're on Twitch, please stand by. I'll send a rate out. Thank you guys again. We will see you on Sunday and then next Tuesday for the next podcast. Thank you guys.